Welcome to Unravel Our Travel, where two enthusiasts dive into their favorite trips, tips, and tricks. Another episode in quarantine, yes. And now the hot weather is starting back up. And this made me start thinking about where we're going to be going today. Because it was a hot trip. Where? For me, at least. We're going to Germany. uh, Specifically to Berlin and Dresden. Uh, It was very hot when I went there. It was late May, early June. And it was steaming. It was very hot. It was very humid. And I was dying constantly. (laughs) It's a perfect setting. Yes, it is. And it made me start to think about that trip. But yeah, I and then when I started to think about that, I started to realize that I've been to a lot of places in Germany more so than I thought that I had uh, before. Because hmm. I've been to Munich, Frankfurt, Heidelberg, Dresden, Berlin, and then uh, uh, the place where Neuschwanstein is. Oh, the name. Um, I Munich. The name of that. Well, yeah. outside of Munich. I yes, don't know that. outside of Munich. My dad is going to be <laughs> messaging me about that oh. because I should remember. But that's okay. Regardless, I, uh, I've i been to a few places in Berlin and or in uh, Germany, and I've enjoyed every place because it feels like each one has a different personality to it and a different setting, too. Yeah. Uh, so I've I, I really enjoyed that. When I was going to Berlin and to Dresden, this was part of a... Uh, a bigger trip of my European travels mm-hmm. because I was back in Hungary again uh, for uh, this was after our graduation in 2018. I had gone back to Hungary for a month, about a month and a half, to uh, bring in my new our new lives before starting it. Before adulthood really hit. Yes, before <laughs> I was trying to push it off as far as possible. And I was in Hungary for about two weeks before I left for. Germany and I won't go into too many details but I didn't go to sleep the night before I left for Mm. Berlin and I was basically just a walking dead at that point (laughs) and the heat did not help with that so I had a very awful plane trip to Berlin but by the time that I got there I was good to go and I flew to one of the airports, and then I just took the public transportation from the airport to Berlin City Center. And I got to stay in this really nice hostel. It wasn't anything oh, cool. special, but um, it was it was cute, and it was nice. Uh, the guest, the, uh, the staff were really good. They had a bar in it, which was nice. Mm. And they had a, yeah, they had Jägermeister there. Uh, <laughs> they, they gave you a free drink whenever you... Um, whenever you got into the hostel registered. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was a nice way to bring it in. But the hostel wasn't anything special. It was still a nice place to go to. But basically, my my impressions for Berlin is that the city is gigantic, and the scale of it is just, it's immense, too. Hmm. And I don't know specifically why that is in comparison to other cities, in terms of why I felt that way. But to me, Berlin felt like it was very spread out to the point of almost being close to an American city. Interesting. Not necessarily like Boston in the sense that Boston is centralized, but maybe more so a middle America type city Mm -hmm. because I would get on a train to go to a different, get on the subway to go to different places in Berlin. And 
I would get out at the closest stop and then I would have like a 15 minute walk to get somewhere. And I was just walking so much. And again, it was so, so hot. And (laughs) I was just every day I was like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? That's surprising. Yeah, it was wild. And I have no idea why it's like that. It may just be because of the way that the city has grown uh, organically and all the other things that's happened to it. That may be why, but Hmm. still, it just, it felt massive. Yeah. And I don't normally think of at least a lot of the European cities I've been to as like that massive. I mean, London, London is really big and obviously Edinburgh, but I still, I feel like it still has this weird small, not small town, but just charming vibe where everything's so walkable. Like you don't take a subway in Edinburgh or anything like that. Exactly. And that's what I was expecting too when I went Mm -hmm. to Berlin, but I was obviously very surprised when I saw that I was still walking so much when I thought that I was just get out right there at the entrance to the subway or stuff like that. In terms of the things that I did, uh, just the typical stuff, uh, I went to a few museums and a few restaurants. The first place that I ate was at this uh, family style German restaurant hmm. in the sense that it was like small and cozy and nice. Right. But as we had discussed with you before, that you have to basically grab people to get service. <laughs> yeah. I experienced that again because I don't know what happened. I just wasn't thinking. But I walked into the restaurant and I was standing there for like five minutes while people were walking <laughs> all around. And I was like, do I need to just How grab somebody get and get food? some service? <laughs> But I uh, I was able to get a table, and I had a Wiener Schnitzel Ugh. that you and I had. It Nothing beats the one that you and I had in Vienna, but it was still a good meal. Amazing. Yes, to die for every time. And then I uh, was also reading a book, mm-hmm. uh, Journey by Moonlight, at the time, too. Uh, yes, we've discussed that one on the podcast yes. as well. Molly, yeah. Molly has convinced me to give it a second shot. Oh, so you're actually going to try to read it again? I'm going to try to read it again. Yes. What chapter did you stop at? Like, how far into the book were you when you first tried? Uh, a couple chapters. I was a couple okay. chapters in where, like, the exposition was really just wrapping up. And I I just put it down. But Molly took your copy from my room, because I haven't been there, social distancing and everything, yes. and read it and was like, okay, it still stays kind of sexist the entire time just because of like how it's written and the point of view, but yeah. it, it's not as bad and it's like actually a really great story. So I'm going to I'm gonna give it another go. Okay. Well, I'm curious to see your uh, second opinion on it after yeah. you get through it. <laughs> yes. But so you were reading this at the family style. Yeah. So it was just a nice environment where I was able to sit down and have some Wiener Schnitzel, uh, uh, German, Hefeweizen, a white oh. beer. And then uh, just reading my book at the same time, too. So it was a, it was a nice vibe through and yeah. through. Uh, and then some of the other highlights for Berlin was one day I wanted to go through the entire city and just hit all the monuments, hit all the big sites so that I could take the pictures and just go through it all. Same thing that I had just discussed earlier, massive. So I was just walking so much and hopping on all these different trains. Wow. But what was cool not really cool, but an interesting thing was that as I was making my way through the town, through the city, there was actually a political demonstration happening uh, against the party that Angela Merkel is a part of, Hmm. which is the uh, Social Democrats, I believe, in Germany. And the party that was doing this 
opposition uh, demonstration is the AFD, which is just the far right party of Germany. So at the time, there were these demonstrations of the AFD, but then of the social Democrats who were uh, picketing against them. So I was right in the middle of this and I had no idea what was happening because wow. as I was walking through the town, I could hear these sirens and there are just tons of police cars and ambulances going wherever, who wow. knows. And I was like, oh, okay. So I walked towards it. Oh. And <laughs> you and I are so different. <laughs> I was curious. And uh, so the first place that I went to was the Bundestag, which is the German, essentially the White House, where the chancellor and the, I don't know if they use a parliamentary system, but where the elected mm-hmm. officials go and they actually make the rules and they meet and everything like that. It's on a hill in the center of Berlin. So I went there to take a picture of it. And there's also a big field, just like how we have the White House. There's the mall there mm-hmm. that you can go and gather at. So there, there was a demonstration happening with everybody picketing and throwing up the signs and loudspeakers and speeches and all that stuff. So I walked through that, which was neat to uh, see at the time. And at this time, I didn't know what was happening. So I was trying to piece together what I was walking through because I could see the German flag on the picket signs. I could hear people speaking, things like that. And then my next stop was going to be the Brandenburg Gate, which is, I think, a 20 to 30 minute walk from the Bundestag. So as I was walking to there, you have to go through a park. And I was, as, as I was walking through the park, there were more of these demonstrations going on. But there were military police or maybe just military themselves standing mm. guard on the way to block off certain paths for the oh, demonstrations. Wow. And again, didn't really know what was going on. So I went up to one of the military officials and I was just like, uh, I asked him in German if he speaks English. He said yes. And then I asked him what was happening and he explained it to me. And I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. And he was like, "Uh, I don't know if it's cool, but you're welcome. (laughs) I was like, cool. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just an expression. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just a matter of speech. And, uh, yeah, so after I figured out what was going on, I kept walking to the Brandenburger Gate, and then I saw it, which was great. It was cool. Can you explain what that is? It's basically a gate. Like it's, I, mm-hmm. I want to say it's kind of like the Arc de Triomphe, something that was put oh, there. Okay. Something that was kind of, it's in that similar style where it's just a big arch, kind of. In that sense, yeah. Uh, I don't know why it's there, particularly okay. off the top of my head. Maybe it was a city wall in the past. But it's something but it's, that you go and visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cultural monument now, just like the Washington Monument is for us. And gotcha. it's very close in proximity to the Bundestag, which is why it has the political uh, connotations too. Okay. So hmm. after I went there, I went to the Holocaust Memorial, which is also in Berlin. And it's very close by to the gate too. And as I was walking there, again, everything is happening around me. I ran into another demonstration, which was much more fun. It was, I could hear it from so far away. And what I could hear was this dance music and these people cheering. And as I got closer, what was going on was a parade, essentially, that was being put on by the opposition to the AFD. 
and it was basically portraying that we need to love everybody because the AFD is anti-immigration and anti just like fundamental rights for a lot of people too. Yeah. So they are protesting that we need to love everybody regardless of who they are. Wow. And we can do that through the magic of dance music. That and is Berlin so has, cool. Berlin has a very big nightclub uh, atmosphere too and culture, which is partly why that was happening at the time. So as I saw that this was happening, I got into the parade because I just wanted to walk along with it for a while. And there were trucks every however many blocks that were just rolling along slowly with loudspeakers bumping dance music. And the people were following them, like dancing along as they're walking, throwing up signs. It was really neat. It was really neat. And I took a few videos of that because I thought it was really cool. Well, what a cool... Well, it's yeah. just such a cool cultural experience. It's not something you're there for. It's not something touristy that you'd ever really yeah. plan to go for, unless you were like really into German politics and and protests potentially, which seems very <laughs> niche. Uh, so that's just so cool when you stumble upon stuff like that. That's truly yeah. locals. I was very lucky to just ass- yeah to basically stumble into it because again, Berlin is a very big city, and if I was in any other part of the city, I wouldn't have seen that. So it was just luck of the draw. And what made it cool too was that I, I stood there, I was with them for about 15 or 20 minutes, just kind of enjoying the, the environment. And it was basically going around a block where it was going in a square around the streets. But what I found really interesting and really nice was that along, along the way, the Holocaust Memorial was to the left of the trucks and the part and the parade too. So as we got to the Holocaust Memorial, everybody turned off the music Mm. and then we just went by it. We went by it. We went by it. And then right as it ended, the Memorial boundary ended, it started up again. It was just nice to see that kind of respect that they were having for that portion of their city and their history too. And then, at that point, I left the parade and then went into the memorial to look around. And it's really neat. I would suggest going there. Uh, it's very banal, I would say, mm. it, because it's basically a, a hole in the grounds and then there are pillars varying in size along the way. So you can basically get lost in the middle of it because of how many pillars there are in the varying sizes. I don't know if there's any meaning or significance to the size of the pillars or however many there are, but the scale of it was still something to take in while you're there. Wow. So I would recommend going there. Yeah. And then while I was in Berlin too, I went to a museum called the Pergamon Museum. And it's basically just an ancient history museum. I am very interested in ancient history and ancient cultures. So I was lucky to go there because they have a ton of very unique displays. They have a recreation of ancient Persian city walls. Oh, wow. Which is cool. That is really cool. And it's painted in different colors and architecture styles. Yeah. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. So I spent probably half my day there just walking around all the different uh, sites and exhibits that they had. And how many and days? I, how many days were you there in total? I was in Berlin for three days total, and okay. then I was in Dresden for two days. Okay. So it's relatively quick. I, I'd like to go back to Berlin at some point. 
so Berlin was nice. And like I said, I would like to go there again sometime. I would like to see a little bit more of the city because again, it's very big and it's mm -hmm. easy to get, uh, to be overwhelmed by how much there is. And one thing that I didn't get to be a part of while I was there is the nightclub scene and just yeah. the, the after the night scene in general because berlin has a very vibrant atmosphere and environment for that known world around so I'd, i'm not the biggest person that enjoys that type of stuff but it would still be neat to at least experience it definitely did you have any this is a very weird question but did you have any specialty beers and i'm asking because i was at for the first time since this has started, I went to like an outdoor brewery to test mm -hmm. it out on Sunday. It was very weird and exciting and also kind of terrifying. Yes. Um, but they're like this small batch European style inspired. So each of their beers inspired by a different type of European beer. Mm -hmm. And there was this one super specific to Berlin that they add like a French syrup to. It's like a, it's kind of Ooh. almost a sour beer that then they said it's in Berlin traditional to add some type of like raspberry syrup or, or something and i'd never heard of it before so i didn't know if that, if you noticed anything like that no i never had anything like that but that sounds great what did you think right? of it it was so great it was really refreshing uh it was just funny that you said berlin because yeah that that was exactly what i read like two days ago so so was it a lighter beer and then with the syrup or was it like a sour beer with the syrup it was a sour beer with the syrup and then the syrup added but it wasn't, I would say even if people don't like sour beers, you'd probably like this. Like it looked mm. like the color of a really light beer. It didn't look like a sickly sweet cider or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was light and refreshing and really crisp. But so I was like, mm. oh, Berlin. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have anything especially like that. I was always yeah. going for the, just the Pilsners, the German Pilsners. Which are which incredible. Yeah, of course. So great. Well, when you go back, you'll have to do a nightclub yes, and look I'll have for, to look for those. the specialty <laughs> beer. <laughs> yes, I'll have to look for that. And then more Wiener Schnitzel, uh, oh. of course, too. I went to Dresden, and Dresden wasn't really somewhere that I had originally thought about going. But uh, my one of my friends, one of my Italian friends, she was studying there at the time. And I thought that that would be perfect to go and visit her and say hello and see the town because mm. when else would I have somebody there that I know and then would be able to enjoy it at the same right. time. So how did I get there? I got there via Flixbus. <laughs> we was... need to get sponsored by them. I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to at Flixbus in our next uh, Instagram do. post. I don't know Please if they have do. an Instagram. <laughs> oh, they do. They're hip. They're cool. They're uh, new. They know what they're doing. All right. I'll add them. <laughs> And I got there via Flixbus and some background for Dresden, Berlin, Berlin and Dresden both are in the eastern portions of Germany, it, like very far to the northeast, essentially in Poland, that far northeast. Both of those cities were behind the Iron Curtain. Berlin, to some extent, was the odd one out because it was behind the Iron Curtain in eastern Germany, but it was still partitioned into the four different sectors by uh, American, French, British, and Russian forces. But Berlin still had a lot of the Western influences at the time. Today, you can still see 
specifically with the streetlights is one of the biggest examples that people give. You can still see the differences in the architecture between the eastern and the western portions of Berlin. Hmm. Both of those different portions use different streetlights. And so that's why people say you can still see the difference there. Dresden, on the other hand, was completely in the eastern portion of uh, East Germany. So they were, uh, they were in East Germany for the entirety until the Berlin Wall fell in the 90s. But what made Dresden so unique and so unique now is that during World War II, it was basically completely destroyed and mm. leveled because of the bombing of the British and the Americans at the time like completely destroyed and because it was behind the iron curtain and because it was still in east germany there wasn't a lot of money to be used to rebuild it they struggled financially and that just wasn't really a priority at the time so dresden was completely destroyed in world war ii and it really didn't have a lot of the time and the resources to rebuild afterwards so once germany unified in the 90s Dresden was able to get a little more funding and they were able to get a little more resources and time to actually start that rebuilding process. So now when you go to Dresden, it's essentially this new old city because Mm. what they wanted to do was capture the essence of it as it was in the past before it was destroyed, but they have to use all these new materials. They have to use new construction techniques to try and stay the same. But they've also taken some liberties and making the old town different as well. Yeah. So it's a very unique city with a lot of different things happening to it. Huh. And even the main church in the city, you can see it as an obvious example in that the church itself was rebuilt to match what it was before it was destroyed. But it also used some of the bricks from the original building as, lo- uh, as well as new bricks that were used uh, specifically for that for the first time. So when you look at it, you can see all these different colored bricks that have been used all throughout the construction. So it's really neat and it's really beautiful. That's so fascinating. And it's almost, I I mean, I I hate saying this, but architecturally and history preservation wise, Mm -hmm. in that sense, it's almost lucky with the delay in being able to rebuild and having that distance from the war and like from the wall falling because uh, I know we talked about this, but it's just, it's the exact opposite of, oh my gosh, where did I go on the cruise that that's famous for Kolsch? Uh, that was in Cologne. Yes. Cologne was able to start rebuilding pretty much right after the war, but there was, it, I mean, it was still like, no, they didn't have a lot of money, but there was no pride to be mm-hmm. German after that. And a lot of people were not proud of their country or the history of what their country had just done. And yeah. so everything was built in this like blockade style, like no thought put into it. Let's try and just move on. Everything's kind of uniform. And the only thing that's kind of still has some of the old feel is the church. So you lost mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really interesting thinking about how that timing would impact even just how you visit it today and what you see. Yeah, that's a good point because, like you said, if they had started rebuilding right after, they probably would have gone down that route of the industrial. Mm-hmm. Like just Let's just get it done. Let's get people back to work. Let's start it up and exactly. let's just move on with our days. Yeah, just So in that's a box. good point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I got to Dresden in the Flixbus 
and I didn't meet my friend right away. So I went to the hostel and the hostel was really cute. It was obviously very hot everywhere (laughs) I went in Germany at this time and there was no AC, but the hostel itself was really cute and we'll post some pictures there. It had a really, really nice vibe to it. Oh, cool. Do you remember the name of it? I don't. Okay. If you think of it, you'll you'll have to let us know. Yes. I'll look for that. And when I when I first got there and I checked in, the first thing that I needed to do was fix my backpack. And this happens to me so many times where I, I have this hole in my backpack that I used to use, our Brian backpack. Oh, yeah. And it, there was this hole near the zipper that would progress, like, open, and then I would sew it back shut, and then it would open up again. <laughs> so I just had to keep sewing it. But I don't know how to sew, so it was... a a horrible job it was utilitarian i but it got done that is such college jordan it hurts yeah uh, i don't use that backpack anymore but it went through a lot with me and so what i needed to do was just go to a supermarket and find some sewing supplies and fix it up i still have the sewing supplies from oh. that time after that i met up with my friends and we walked through a little bit there's the old city and then there's the new city the first day we walked through the old city where, like, it's pretty old. It wasn't completely mm-hmm. destroyed like the new city is. Uh, she showed me all the places that she liked to go to, her school, uh, where she's gone to, the restaurants, stores, stuff like that. Yeah. And then what was really nice was that at the end of the day, we went to a store at the train station. We bought some beer. And then we sat on the river and just sat and chat and catched up wow and the river's name is the elba oh that's what i was looking for yeah yeah so we sat down on the coast of the elba and enjoyed some beers and caught up and it was a lovely night and we had a beautiful sunset wow. and where we were sitting to you could see the church as well and it was picturesque beautiful and then went back to the hostel died in my sleep because it was incredibly so hot, hot and humid and no air conditioning so pretty <laughs> and, much what i've been sleeping in yes now. exactly you know exactly how i was feeling yeah i do but for some reason the other people in my room closed the window i think there were some bugs Ugh. that they were getting sick of so it was even worse Ew. <laughs> and like hostile hostile sweat is just gross because it's yeah. like other people you don't know mm. yeah it's pretty nasty and the next day we did the same thing we walked around and we this time we went to the new city which in this instance the new city is the rebuilt city in the image of the old city (laughs) downtown couple layers in that yeah (laughs) so we saw some churches some architectural buildings redone murals churches government buildings things like that and it was nice. Again, it's a very pretty city. Uh, the It's also a big university town, too. So there's a nice atmosphere to it and energy because of how many students there are there. Yeah. Uh, the thing of note, the two foods that we got that I still remember is... Oh, shoot. I forget the name or of it. Or do it's, you remember? <laughs> yeah, obviously, I don't remember. It's, it's okay. You can uh, always describe it to us. It's a stereotypical german dish where you have french fries and you have hot dog it's oh it's currywurst. oh oh yes currywurst currywurst it's oh, so i just needed to walk through it. i had that at neuschwanstein yeah it's amazing 
it was still a little hot for it though so yeah. i will say that but that was where i was truly changed in terms of my taste because now i always look for ketchup mayo that oh, was the yeah. first time i had really like gone all in on the ketchup I'm mayo trying. on this dish i'm still not a a big see i don't like man well i'll eat mayonnaise but i don't like it like if you yeah. i'm not picky so if you give me a sandwich with mayo on it i'm not gonna turn it away and i don't mind a little bit of it in like a potato salad or or tuna or something like that yeah. but i just that's one big big thing throughout europe is they put ketchup and mayonnaise together mm. and they mix it and that's what they'll dip stuff in yeah so good I just I, dipped it into like the currywurst dripping because currywurst it's or currywurst sounds exactly like what it is. There's curry, like it's very spicy, like a little yeah. bit of that Indian influence, but on like a sausage or hot dog or whatever you yep. want to call it. See, I never really liked mayo before, but the ketchup mayo introduced me mm. to mayo. I don't still don't really like it, but I still enjoy it enough now. I'll have to give it another go. Yeah. And then the other dish that we had when we were together was we went to a small local restaurant that she always enjoyed and she recommended. And when we walked in, it was all these old German men playing board games with each other. Oh, cool. And the food that we got was Wiener Schnitzel as well. Oh, yum. This was the biggest Wiener Schnitzel that I've ever had in my entire life. No way. It was Do you remember this... the one that was bigger than my head? This one, I'm showing Lauren a picture a picture of this now but that's my hand okay and that is pretty big it covers maybe half of it and then wow and it was only the wiener schnitzel there was like a wow. potato that they gave you just as your side <laughs> you're supposed to just eat it whole as that's that's your meal is the wiener schnitzel that's incredible it was amazing it was so good and then after that we kept walking around the city and she took me to this one place that if you didn't know about it, you would have never found it. So having a local there, somebody who walked around to the different places was fortunate. It's this alleyway that goes into this residential area, which mm. in and of itself, okay, whatever. But the residential buildings all have these designs on them that are weird and like mm. fun. So one of the buildings, for example, has gutters everywhere on the side. So if ever it rains, rain would just be pouring down all these gutters, which I'm sure make a racket, but it's beautiful because it's this light blue paint oh, wow. on the building. And then there's gutters everywhere and it's in this fun design. That's so whimsical. Uh, I know. That's actually a very good description of it is whimsical because that building was whimsical. And then there are some other ones that were whimsical too. There was one that had a light green paint on it, mm -hmm. but then there were these murals and these designs of these animals like this is there i'm showing lauren oh my gosh to my friends is that a giraffe oh my god yeah a giraffe and there's this giraffe that you'll see in the instagram post that's eating the sides of the building because it looks like it's pulling Elite. down the grass of the building that's so that was fun. really cute yeah it was so much fun and there that. are some other designs too that were fun but not as noteworthy as the giraffe eating the building and that's something you wouldn't find on like a Rick Steves guidebook. Like, no one's going to tell yeah. you, like, on your visit to Dresden, make sure you see these, like, really cool, I don't know, build like, yeah. buildings. And it's tucked behind this alley that you would have never thought about either, which is wow. why it made it so much nicer, too. Yeah, it was nice when I went to Dresden and I had my friend there because she was able to be my guide and show me yeah. all her favorite places. 
and yeah it, it was really good to see her as well we were she went to another german town to finish her studies and i was thinking about going to visit her when i was uh back in europe at some point she was actually in um in cologne i believe oh. so i was thinking about doing that yeah you'd but like cologne um yeah i was actually thinking about doing a trip to cologne and then the town next to it which i don't oh. remember the name wait is that the one on the now. anthony bourdain special where they're like yes. sister cities and you can get exactly. they're both within like an hour of each other it's a yes. very famous one but their beers are like absolute rivals and it feels like you're in because one is basically bavaria and one yes. is is what well, cologne is not yeah because i was thinking dusseldorf is what we're thinking of yes dusseldorf yes. so i was thinking about doing a trip going back to amsterdam maybe mm. and then doing dusseldorf and cologne That'd be so but fun. i decided against it so maybe next time maybe next time but dresden as a whole again was very picturesque and very beautiful i don't think i'm ready to go back at any point now because i saw a lot of it because it is not a very big city yeah which is why it was nice to have somebody there with me to like show me around to all the places to go to like you went at the perfect time yes yes absolutely and i would recommend people to go there if they have a day trip it would be a perfect day trip to go if you're in berlin for extended period of time and then the final point of my time in both berlin and dresden is that when i was going back to berlin i caught another bus from dresden mm -hmm. but for some reason i missed my bus in oh. dresden <laughs> i don't know how because i was there 15 minutes early and i didn't see it leave oh weird and so i was waiting there for like 45 minutes trying to figure out what was going on and i didn't have any data and there was uh, no Wi-Fi around, so I was just in the dark. So I had to, I had to like think, okay, how am I going to do this to make sure that I can go back to Berlin today? <laughs> how so do I, I go back? Yeah, how do I go to somewhere I know I have a bed tonight? So I ran into the train station. I quickly looked up the app, bought another ticket for Flixbus in like 15 minutes, yeah. downloaded it to my phone, and then ran back to the trains, the uh, bus stop, sat down. And then the time comes and it's not there. What? Five minutes later, it's not there. 15 minutes later, it's not there. And then 20 minutes later, it finally arrives. I'm like, oh, thank God, because I was ready to go run again and, and get buy another, another one. ticket. Yeah. But it that's was a mess. That's crazy. It sucks. But that's it was also, so nice. That's also not super the norm for like no. German stereotypical schedules. Although with Flixbus, I mean, we love yeah. you, Flixbus. <laughs> if you're listening, please. Please sponsor I, I don't us. blame you. I don't we don't blame, blame you. you. It was that one driver. It's fine. Yeah, it happens. We're over it. That's so cool. It's so interesting hearing about Dresden because the only things I know about Dresden are probably just a little bit from history class and high school. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Kurt Vonnegut book, right? That's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, which one is it? It's not Cat's it's, Cradle. It's, um, it's Slaughterhouse-Five. Slaughterhouse-Five. Yes, we had to yeah. read that, which is... It's a weird but great book. Really weird. Yeah, um, so Kurt Vonnegut is my favorite author. I didn't know that. Yeah, I really enjoy his style. And Slaughterhouse-Five was not... I, I didn't want to say that that was the reason I went to Dresden mm -hmm. because it was a helping factor in me going because i was right. like oh that would be cool to go and see it yeah he the big point in the book is that dresden was firebombs and destroyed right. but yeah, yeah. So, 
And that's what – it's so funny. I remember – the only thing I remember about Dresden is that it was, like, absolutely destroyed. And I really think it was more from that book than from yes. – <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything. I don't remember much else about the book, to be honest. But he I, makes it a point to make certain that you, you as know. the reader, know it Dresden was destroyed. Dresden was destroyed. And I, <laughs> hey, I took that away. Thank you, Vonnegut. Yeah, you still remember so, it. It's so interesting hearing about how it was rebuilt and what it's like there now because I would never think to visit since that's the image yeah. I have in my head. You just think of fire everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's Dresden. crumbled buildings. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it was well, neat. Thank you for taking us on your journey. You've been, I everywhere I've been in Germany, I feel like I've loved. We should, we should have you sometime put some thought in and rank your, this all the yeah. cities you've been to there in order yeah, from definitely most least favorite. I love Germany. It's a great place. It's so funny because when I first visited with you and wait. Yeah, no, I didn't go to Germany with you. I was on that trip with you, but then not in Germany. But when I went to Germany for the first time during study abroad, it was kind of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And now I think everywhere I've gone in Germany, I absolutely love from like the food and the culture. I've only ever been when it's like freezing cold, though. So it's funny, you, you were like, oh, it's warm, and I'm picturing, like, islands. I'm like, Jordan doesn't oh. go to, I thought you were, I'm like, where does Jordan go that's hot? And then I was like, oh, right, you can, like, go to Europe in the summer, and you don't have to freeze your butt off. Which I don't recommend. I hate going in the summer. It's so humid. I think it just kills me. spring is really nice. Yes. And fall is really nice. I mean, all seasons are nice. You could <laughs> go to the different U- reasons. You could go to the UK, though, like, in the summer, yeah. because it's chilly there. A lot. That sounds for like, like type of place. the middle of summer. Yeah. The thing about Germany that is interesting to me is that coming from the American perspective, it seems to me very similar in terms of the culture in the sense of the size of the nation mm-hmm. and then all the different cities and the just the style of living yeah. to me. Almost. And like subcultures. Yeah, like it's similar to me, but it's also obviously you can tell it's different. Really so different. I just enjoy seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love it. Good beer, good food. All around. Yeah. It's a good place. Well, thank you, Jordan. How, what? Where's our questions? I'm about to pull them up. Okay, this is a hard one. Um, hmm. I, this is a really hard one. Okay. What is your biggest regret from traveling? That is a hard one. Mm, Okay, wait, this is kind of, hold on. Okay, this is kind of a two-parter. Because I guess these both kind of go together and might make it a little bit easier. It says, what is your biggest regret from traveling? If there was one thing you could go back and change, what would it be? Maybe a missed opportunity, or maybe you kick yourself every time you think back on this one thing. Or maybe it was embarrassing, but something funny. I normally have something, like something that jumps to mind. The one for me that I was thinking about in terms of wishing I did something differently Mm -hmm. is that when I was in Sicily, when I was with my host family, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with the host brother and the host sister that I had. And if I had done that, that would have been just a more cultural immersion and probably would have helped with my language skills at the same time too. Yeah. Why I didn't do it at the time, I was very self-conscious about my ability to speak Italian and to interact with our peers and our age Mm. it put it put me back a few years in terms of my um, 
propensity to go out and interact with people because I was very shy with speaking Italian at the time. Right. So if I were to go back, I would do that differently. I would just be more willing to go out with them, hang out with them, for example. That's a good one. I think for me, I have one very specific thing that it's not a big regret. And I'm sure... I'm sure if I thought I could think of a bigger one. Um, But when I went back to Scotland in the spring after I went and I stayed with Maggie, who was my flatmate when I was there, and I went on some, like, day trips and spent some time with just her and and just hanging out in the city. But there was one night that, since it was the end of her school year, like, she had, like, a goodbye party for someone or something. So she she went to that, which was fine. But for some reason – I, like, it had been so long since I'd gone out in Edinburgh, like, by myself um, that I didn't go out. Mm. And I had wanted so badly to go to this certain area of the city that is kind of near, um, kind of near Greyfriars Kirk that I talked about on the Scotland or Edinburgh episode. And I so badly wanted to go and have a whiskey and, like, listen to live music. And I even, like, found some. But for some reason, I I texted my friend who actually happened to be, like, revisiting Scotland at the same time. But she was, like, doing something with her flatmate. And I totally could have gone alone. And it was something that I wouldn't have even thought about during study abroad. Like, yeah. I went to countries by myself. But it was that weird mentality that I was, you know, just shifting back into traveling alone. And I stayed in and I kind of like moped about it. Like it just, I just <laughs> wasted a night. I will say I watched um, Me Before You and wept for like three hours because I had no idea what that was about. Really sad. And yeah, it was just kind of, I mean, it is what it is. But if I went back, I would have just, like, kicked myself in the butt and been like, hey, you tr- you you go to countries, you can't speak the language by yourself. Like, you know this city. Like, go walk, like, a couple blocks down and just go sit in the bar and listen to the music. And I don't know what held me back, but that would be one of my travel regrets. Well, now whenever you think about doing something like that, you can just think back on that feeling, that sentiment. Exactly. And it'll change it. kick me in gear. I think yeah. uh, I think I'm somewhat lucky that I don't think I have many like travel things. I think I missed out on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that so I think that's why that small one like really stands out. Yeah, I can understand that. Okay, let's see. It's funny the diverse the um, two paths that you and I took. Mine was to be more social, and yours was to just go do your own thing. The person notes that this is probably, like, a torture question, but it says, which country would you choose to visit if you could only go to one more for your entire life? Like, that we could keep going back to. Yes, I think the way I'm reading it is, like, you can keep going back to this one country, but, like, you cannot go Mm. anywhere else except for the country that you pick. Mm. Okay. Italy. (laughs) Yeah. I speak the language. It's pretty diverse. Good food. Good people. It's got all I need. I sh- So, like, I-, I think my answer is the UK. Mm-hmm. Because 
of Scotland, and then, I mean, I guess mine's almost like a two-for-one, since it's like, Scotland is in its own country, so then I could also, you know, go to England, hang out in London. Um, I think that'd be my answer, because I love Scotland so much, but also, the UK as a whole is so diverse. So you can, there are so many little places to pop in and, and visit, and great food, great views. There's, like, hiking and outdoor aspects, so... It has kind of everything, but it's it, that's actually like a way harder question for me though because I've been fa- oh crap, but I love Portugal. I, see, this is a problem. Like I'm falling more and more in love with these countries I haven't spent as much time in. Where, like, I think of Scotland as a home, so yeah. that's going to be my answer, just because it's like going to a second home. But I think it would be really that would be an awful situation because I keep. <laughs> I know we're also a little different in the fact that you really have returned to certain areas and done day trips from them or even yeah. explored certain countries or parts of Europe where I've really been trying to like branch out and just hit as many different places as I can. And it's one of mm-hmm. my goals to try and get a new continent besides Europe <laughs> soon. Yeah. Well, I'll put soon in quotes. So that is that is a really tricky question. Have you ever been to Wales? I haven't. I love the memes of Wales is just overrun by sheep. <laughs> Doesn't it have more sheep than people? I think so. Most population. There's this, there's this really funny video on Twitter I saw of it's this downtown area and you just see sheep marching. And it's like the caption is Wales has fallen. <laughs> the sheep have taken over. Yeah. That's, that's actually funny. a good point. I haven't been there I could, uh, hmm, could, that could be another country. I could go to Scotland and then just yeah. dip into Wales. But Although, is Wales I don't count, no, its it's own... not its own country. So this yeah, is Yeah, where... so Wales is, co- Wales right. got consumed by England, right? But it Cause... has its own, um... UK, the UK political, just the structure of the UK is so... It's weird. Confusing. Well, it's, it's hard, too, because they're, like, with my list for my goals for my 25, there's certain places I've been that if you Google, like, is it, especially a lot of, like, island countries. Yeah. During colonialism, like, they were owned by, like, the French or whatever, and there's still French influence, but there's these weird versions where it's, like, they are considered a country even if there's still some governing influence. Yeah. But Scotland, which has its own parliament, like, if you Google it, like, it's still, I can't figure out the difference. Like, why is this other nation that seems to have the same types of individual rights, even if it yeah. kind of relays back to another country in Europe? And it pisses me off, because if I could just count Scotland, then I would be almost, like, done with my list. Yeah. The UK political structure is a mess. You just I should just count Scotland as its own. It's your list. It is my list. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that might oh, happen. Yeah. <laughs> that might happen depending on how long this quarantine goes on forever. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to email us at unravelourtravel at gmail.com. 